Okay, so we're going to pick it up from Tavchaf Hamid Aleph. The last thing the Gemara said was the Gemara was having a discussion whether we could elevate Kehanim. Right, the highest madrega of a Kayan is that it's known that he has good yichus, so that if he's with someone, we know that she's kashlakuna, he's not a chalal, etc. So we were having a discussion, and we said it's a machloikas, whether if a Kayan is given truma, can you elevate his status, just knowing that he gives he was given truma, is that enough to elevate that he has good yichus? And then the Gemara said, <clears throat> that was a one discussion, one machloikas, then the Gemara wants to know, what about Nesiyas Kapayim? If you see him duchening, if you see him doing Berchus Kehanim, is that enough to elevate him? So the Gemara wanted to bring a raya from Nechemia. The Pasuk says that in the beginning of the second Bishamikdash, when the Jews were going back to Eretz Yisrael from Bavel, the Pasuk says that there were three families of Kehanim that had bad yichus. But Gedoyle Chazaka, but the Chazaka was very strong that they allowed them to continue eating truma because they ate truma in Chutzlaret, they continue eating truma in Eretz Yisrael. So the Gemara says the implication was whatever they did in Chutzlaret, they could continue doing in Eretz Yisrael, which included Berchus Kehanim. Now, this is a family that has bad Yichus, and yet they're able to do Berchus Kehanim. So you see that we don't elevate from Berchus Kehanim to Yichus. So the Gemara says no. The end of the yesterday's staff, the Gemara said no over there. In general, it could be we do elevate from Berchus Kehanim to Yichus, but over there it's different because over there we know they have bad Yichus. So there's no concern that they'll have it because In general, when it's not known about their Yichus, so maybe Berchus Kehanim is enough, but over there it was known. The Gemara says, I'll prove it to you because they're allowed to eat Truma. Even though there's an opinion that holds that eating truma is enough to elevate you to, to, to yichos, yet that those families had bad yichos for sure, but they were allowed to eat truma. So you see that. So you see that that uh, that, that 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 circumstance is different, and it's not a proof regarding berchus kehanim because those it was known they had a bad yichos. So the Gemara says elamai gedol chazaka. Now the Gemara says like this: If you're telling me that they were allowed to eat truma, and there, and there was no concern of it elevating to something else. So what's G'day L'Chazaka? G'day L'Chazaka means a Chazaka is so strong that even though there's reasons to be Machmer, we're going to be lenient. So over here, what's the G'day L'Chazaka? We're allowing them to continue eating Truma. It's the same as eating Truma in Chutz La'aretz. If we allow it in Chutz La'aretz, we'll allow it now. And there's no concern of it elevating to Yichus. So what does it mean G'day L'Chazaka? What's such a G'day What's so strong about Chazaka that, like, what, what, what should stop us that we're there's no concern of it leading to yichus. So what's the what's the strength of a chazaka that we're allowing her to eat trum, them to eat truma in Eretz Yisrael? What's so strong about a chazaka? They were eating truma chutz without a chazaka, without gedel chazaka. So now gedel chazaka. What does gedel chazaka teach you? So the Gemara says meikara achal b'tshumadir abanon hashta achal b'tshumadir raisa. The difference is that when they were in chutz and they were eating truma, that was rabbinic truma, right? Truma in chutz is only der abanon. But in Eretz Yisrael, they were now eating Shuma de Raisa. To allow them to eat Shuma de Raisa, that, that's the strength of a Chazak. Okay? The Gemara now offers in a different a different answer. Biba Yiseima, we said before that if you hold that you elevate Shuma to Yichus, why were they allowed to eat Shuma? 
I they had bad yichus. So we said it must be that because it was known they have bad yichus, there was no concern. The Gemara now offers an alternative answer. It could be even in Eretz Yisrael they were only allowed to eat rabbinic truma, like truma of vegetables, truma that's only derabanan, but truma deraisa It could be that biblical truma, like wine and olive oil, they were not allowed to eat, and that's why there was no concern of elevation. Meaning, in general, if you're eating truma deraisa, we would elevate you to yichus. Over there, they were allowed. There was no concern of elevating to yichus, not because people knew they had bad yichus, but because they were only allowed truma derabanan. And when do we elevate someone who eats truma to to be to have a status of good yichos? It's b'truma deraisa when they're eating biblical truma. But when they're only eating truma derabanan, there's no concern of elevation. So these kehanim families were only allowed to eat rabbinic truma. So what does it mean? How strong the chazak is if we're only allowing them to eat rabbinic truma? Then maybe it's not the chazaka is strong. Chazaka is not strong. We're only allowing trumadirabonon. The answer is that even though that there's a reason to ban them even from rabbinic truma, that you might think we should ban them even from rabbinic truma. Gezeira, they might come to eat biblical truma. Kamashmal, no, chazaka is that strong that we're going to allow them to continue eating rabbinic truma. Okay? So we're saying that according to this possibility, these families that Nechemia decided, had bad yichos, were only allowed to eat rabbinic truma. Here's the problem. They didn't eat biblical truma of Hoksiv. It says, The Pasuk says about these families that they're not allowed to eat Kodesh HaKadoshim. Kodesh HaKadoshim eats Karbanos. The implication is the only thing that was outlawed was for them eating Karbanos. But eating eating truma is allowed. So how could you tell me that they're not allowed to eat truma deraisa? It says, That they're not allowed to eat biblical Kodshim. The implication is truma they are allowed to eat. The implication is that they're not allowed, the Torah is outlawing them from eating karbonos. But they're allowed to eat truma because the pastor says they're not allowed to eat kodesh. Kodesh is karbonos. So how could you say that it's also for them to eat truma deraisa? I thought the only thing that's also for them was kodesh. The answer is kodesh includes truma deraisa as well. When it says they're not allowed to eat Kodesh HaKadosh, it means they're not allowed to eat anything that the Torah describes as Kodesh. And as we're going to see in a moment, the Torah describes Truma as Kodesh. It's describing when a um, when a woman who's who's uh, who's who married Yisrael and uh, and gets divorced or widowed, the Pesach says, V'chol zar Kodesh. First of all, yeah, the Pasuk says, First of all, when the Pasuk outlaws Kaidish Kadashim, it's obviously referring to Karbanos. But it also includes Truma as well. Meaning like this The Pasuk says, the Pasuk describes, let's go back, let me just read this. The truth is, when it says Kaidish HaKadoshim, it's outlawing Truma and Kadoshim. Kaidish, in this context, is Truma. The Pasuk says, now this is a Pasuk, um, is describing Truma. It's saying that a person whose stomach cannot eat Truma, it says, So you see that Truma is considered Kaidish, and then the Pasuk also says, Kaidish Kadoshim to Allah. Kabbalah as well. This is describing if a, a Baskayan marries a Yisrael and then his widow, the halacha is that she's allowed to eat truma but not allowed to eat karbanos anymore. 
The trumas hakodshim leyeichel, but moirim and hakodshim leyeichel, separate from karbonah, she's not allowed to eat. So therefore, when the pasuk says they're not allowed to eat kodesh hakodshim, it's referring to truma as well. Okay. One more attempt to prove that we'll elevate from birchas kehanim to karbonos, uh, to, to to good yichus. Right. We had that shaila yesterday's daf. If someone does birchas kehanim, is that enough for us to elevate him? To uh, to uh, to good yichus. So the Gemara has one more attempt. Tashima. the Brisa says like this: Chazaka a presumption when it comes to kahuna. We'll see what this means. Is nesiyas kafayim b'bavol? If you dochen in bavol, that means that you're a kayan. We'll see regarding what halacha. And if you eat chala in Syria, that's also a proof. Now this is a there's a shaila. There's a whole sugya in um, in. Uh, I think it's Gitna and Zara. Syria was conquered by Dovna Melech. And it was annexed to Eretz Yisrael by David. There's a Shiloh of whether Syria is considered biblical Eretz Yisrael or not. This opinion is following the view that Syria is Eretz Yisrael. So Chala in Syria is Deiraisa. So if a Koyin is eating Chala, that's the Gemara assumes, Achil is Chala Syria. If a Gemara is eating um the Gemara, the Gemara is assuming so if you're eating chal in Syria, that's a biblical assumption that you're kayin. Or if he was given truma in, in Eretz Yisrael. So you see that a presumption is Nesiyas Kapayim, Dochening, Chala, and Truma. Oh, Ketani Mies, Nesiyas Kapayim, you see that Dochening is a presumption for Kahuna, my love, regarding what? Meaning if you're Dochening, then, then what? Yuchsen, it must be that you have a good Yichus. So this is a proof that Nesiyas Kapayim, that Dochening, is, a, is, a, is enough, of a, uh, enough of an evidence that you have good Yichus. The Gemara says, Loy Truma. No, it means that Nesiyas Kapayim is not a good enough to make a presumption of yichus, but it's a good enough to make a presumption that you you can now give him truma. So the Gemara says, wait a minute. The Brisa adds a list, right? The list is these are the things that make a presumption. One is nesias kapayim, and the second one is eating chala. Now nesias kapayim, you're going to tell me it's a presumption for what? For truma. But what's chala? Chala seemingly is deraisa. If chala is deraisa and truma is deraisa, it means that if you eat chala, it's a presumption for yichus. Chala is not going to be a presumption for truma if they're both on the same level. Or if you're eating chala, then I could assume you could eat truma. If they're both deraisa, of course, it must be that chala is a presumption for yichus. So if chala is a presumption for yichus, doesn't it make sense that the thing right before that, which is birchus kahanim, is also a presumption for yichus? So the Gemara says no. Achilas chala truma. The answer is no. Both chala and nesias kapayim are evidence for truma. How so? Chala is talking about. It follows the view that chala bizman hazeh is only derabana. The answer is achilas chala gufa truma. Kesavar the Tana holds that this price holds a chala bizman hazeh derabana. Uchuma deraisa. This this Tana holds that chala nowadays is only derabana. As we'll see later on in the Amid where this comes from. But Truma nowadays is Doraisa. So the, the flow of the Braisa is like this. If a person does Berchus Kohanim, that's a presumption that you can give him Truma. Not for Yichus. It's not enough for Yichus, but it's a presumption regarding Truma. And Chala also is a presumption for Truma. I isn't Chala and Truma the same? The answer is no. Chala is Dorabonon and Truma is Doraisa. So if you eat Chala, that's a presumption that you can give him Truma. 
So if someone is eat, if, if a koyin is given chala derabbanon, that's a presumption enough that you can give him truma. And this is it, accordance of um, the conclusion of Rav Huna Breder of Yeshua and the Rabbanon. We're going to see later on this Amid. There was a discussion between Rav Huna Breder of Yeshua and the Rabbanon of whether Chala nowadays is the Rabbanon or the Raisa. This Raisa follows the view that Chala is the Rabbanon. So because it's the Rabbanon, if you're eating Chala, that's a presumption for the next step, which is Truma. But it's not a presumption for Yichus. Tashema. Chazaka Lekohona. One more attempt. Again, Birchus Kehanim, whether Birchus Kehanim is, uh, basically the flow of the price is going to be the same thing, which is that Birchus Kehanim is uh, evidence for something. Is it not evidence for Yichus? The answer is no, it's evidence for something else. So the Gemara says, the price is a Lucas Tashima. Chazoko Kahuna, what's a presumption for Kahuna? What could you establish that a person is a coin regarding testifying about what? So Nasius Kapayim, number one is Birchus Kehanim. Or distribution of truma in Eretz Yisrael. So if he if he did berachas kehanim, or he was given truma in Eretz Yisrael, that's enough presumption for something. Now, what this presumption is, obviously the Gemara is going to the Gemara assumes that it's a presumption for yichus, and the Gemara is going to reject it. So that's the first. This is also true in Syria. Or anywhere that the messengers go regarding Rishchodesh. Now, so if you're given, if, if a person is Birchus Kohanim, you see, Birchus Kohanim is, is, is a good, it could be a good proof that you're a Kohen only in a city that has a legitimate Bezdin. Why? Because if a person is getting up to do Birchus Kohanim, we're assuming that the city would not let him do that if, uh, if, uh, if, if he wasn't a real kind. If you're in a city that just has like a reform Bezdin, what's the proof? So therefore, Birchus Kohanim is a good proof in Eretz Yisrael or in Syria or any place that the Shluche Bezdin are able to reach because those places had legitimate Batidinim. Ubavel Kisuria, Bavel is like Syria. Oh, now, Birchus Kohanim works outside of Eretz Yisrael, but not Truma. Truma only works in Eretz Yisrael. Alexander of of Egypt is the same because there's a legitimate Bezdin. And again, when there's a legitimate Bezdin, we assume that they would only allow you to if you were legitimately a kind, so it's a good proof. Okay, now, so, so the Gemara says like this, so you see over here, that Birchus Kahanim is a good proof. A proof of what? My love, Yuchsin, is it not a proof that you have good Yichus and you see that you could elevate from Birchus Kahanim to Yichus? The Gemara says, Loid Lechala. No, it means it's a good proof regarding Chala. Lini Chala, this of you holds Chala is Doraisa. Truma is Derabonon. So it's saying Birchus Kahanim and Truma is a good evidence for Chala. Not for Yichus, but it's a good evidence for Chala. So the Gemara says, but wait a minute. You're telling me that Birchus Kohanim is only a good elevation for Chala. That if he does Birchus Kohanim, you can give him Chala. But not for Yichus. But isn't Birchus Kohanim in the same category as Truma? And Truma is a good for Yichus, so isn't Birchus Kohanim for Yichus? The answer is no. The answer is no. Truma is also for Chala, meaning this Brysa follows the view. The answer is this Tana holds 
that truma nowadays is the rabbanon, but challah nowadays is the raisa. So therefore, the flow of the raisa is as follows: birchas kohanim and truma are good proofs regarding the next step, which is challah. That if they do birchas kohanim or they separate truma, but they're given truma, then they can be given challah. But it's not a good proof for yichus because that's the highest madrega. How do I? So this tana holds that truma is the rabbanon, but challah is the raisa. Who is the Tana that holds that way? And this goes with the view of the Rav Yehuda Bredi Yeshua who met the Rabbanon. Rav Yehuda Bredi Yeshua, Eshkhil Rabbanon Bredi Rav, the Yosu Kamri, Rav Yehuda Bredi Yeshua said, I found the Rabbanon from Rav that said the following, I feel the man that my Truman is the Rabbanon. Even if you hold the Truman nowadays, it's only the Rabbanon. But Chala de Raisa, Chala is biblical. How so? Why would Chala be the Raisa nowadays? Shari. Because the halacha was like this: when the Jewish people entered Eretz Yisrael, Shari b'sheva shekivshu, b'sheva shechilku nischayve b'chala, v'loy nischayve b'truma. The halacha was that when the Jewish people entered Eretz Yisrael, they were chayiv and chala right away, but they're only chayiv to separate truma after Eretz Yisrael was conquered and distributed amongst the Shvatim. So it took seven years to conquer and seven years to distribute. So for the first 14 years that Yeshua was in Eretz Yisrael, there was a Chiv of Chalab and a Chiv of Truma. So you see that Chalab is, is a stronger obligation. So nowadays that Truma is the Rabbanon, Chalab is the Raisa. That's the first view. That's what the Rabbanon told Rabbi Hunabri the Rabbi Yeshua. So the Gemara says, but I said the opposite. Adaraba, no, meaning the first view holds that Chala is Derai, so Chum is Derabon, or why? Because they're Chayiv and Chala right away, but they're only Chayiv and Shuma 14 years later. But he says, no, I say the opposite. I say the opposite. Even if you hold the Chum as Derai, so nowadays Chala is only Derabon. Why? Why is it that. Because he says like this, because it says, Detanya, you have to separate Chala. The Pasuk says, when you enter Eretz Yisrael, the question is, like, I get the view that Chala is Daraisa. Why? Because you're Chayiv and Chala right away. You're only Chayiv and Shuma when it was distributed amongst the people. So you see the Chala is more of a stronger Chiv. He says, no, the opposite. Why? The Pasuk says, you're Chayiv and Chala when you entered Eretz Yisrael. We know that Yeshua sent in two Meraglim. So, those two Meraglim that were sent in was Chayiv Chala when they entered. You might think that you're Chayiv Chala right then. Tamalemer, no. But Vayachem. It has to be Vayachem when you enter. Only when the entire Jewish people are in Eretz Yisrael. So you see the Chala, you're only Chayiv and Chala Deraisa when all of the Jewish people are in Eretz Yisrael. Nowadays, during the Chorban, where the majority of Eretz Yisrael, the majority of the Jewish people are not in Eretz Yisrael, it's only Terabonim. It says the Gemara, the Chiaskin and Ezra. And when Ezra went to rebuild the second base Amigdash, go to the next page, Loi Kulus Luki. Not everyone went. So you see that he says that I hold the Chalas Derabonon. Why? Because Chala is contingent on the Jewish people being in Eretz Yisrael. And during the second base Amigdash and forward, where there was a tremendous amount of Jews in Chutzla Aretz, there is no longer a Chiyav Chala in Deraisa in Eretz Yisrael, because Chala is only Chiyav Deraisa in Eretz Yisrael. If the, all the Jewish people, the majority of the Jewish people are in Eretz Yisrael, but when there's a lot of the Jewish people outside of Eretz Yisrael, there's no Chiyav. Okay? So now, let's go a little weiter. So the Gemara says like this, again, we're trying to bring a proof that uh, Birchus Kehanim is a good uh, 
is a good evidence to establish that he's a Kayan regarding Yichus. So Tashima, the Bray says as follows, Chazakul Kahuna, a presumption of Kahuna can be established by Nesias Kapayim, number one, Berchus Ka'anim, Chilik Aranas, being given Truma, or Edus, or testimony. Now, the Gemara assumes, what does it mean, Edus? It means two witnesses go forward and say he's a Kayan. So the Gemara instantly has a Kasha, Edus Chazakihi. Chazaka means presumption. It means if you're like, let's say if you're Dochen, oh, you're probably a Kayan. In that list, you're going to tell me, Edus, two people testify that he's a Kayan. That's not a presumption. That's 100% certainty. Presumption means you're allowed to assume. The Gemara says, Edus Chazakihi. If you tell me Edus means two people get up and testify that he's a Kayan, that's presumption. That's 100% MS. That's not a presumption. That's stronger than a presumption. So rather, so this price is a little bit flawed. So what does it mean, Edus? What does it mean, Chazaka? So the Gemara says, Lav This is how you were supposed to read the Brisa. The Sias Kapayim is Ke'edus. That Duchening is like Edus. Ma Edus Liyochsin, just like Edus would be enough to say that he's a Kayan regarding Yichus. So too, meaning when the Brisa lists, these are presumptions for Kunan. It says, Berchus Kehan and Truma and testimony. We know the testimony is strong enough to be even for Yichus. It must be Berchus Kehanim is also strong enough for Yichus. So you see, the Berchus Kehanim is a strong is a strong for Yichus as well. Sigmar says, Loi. The answer is no. Really, Berchus Kehanim is not strong enough for Yichus. I, why does the Braisa mention Edus? And again, we assume Edus means that two witnesses come forward and say that he's a Kayan. Isn't it stronger than a Chazaka? The answer is, that's not what Edus means. Edus means not that two people come forward and say he's a Kayan. If two people come forward and say he's a Kayan, it doesn't make sense to be in this list. That's stronger than a Chazaka. You know what Edus means? What if two people get up and say, we saw him dochen? Meaning, the first one on the list is where, is where you see him dochen. Edus means witnesses testify that he dochened. Witnesses testify that he had a chazaka. The answer is that's equal to a chazaka. So if witnesses come forward and say that he's a kayan that's stronger than a chazaka, that would work work even for yichus. But the edus in this list, which is not strong enough for yichus, which is just strong enough for truma, is talking about where witnesses come forward and say we know that he dochened. So they're testifying about his chazaka. They're not testifying that he's a kain. Testifying that he, he had, a, you know, that he had a, that he uh, that he had berchus kehanim. Ki Yehuda also came to Ravami. Like the following story, there was a person who came in front of Ravami. Amrlei, he says, He testifies that I know that he's a kain. I presume that he's a kain. Not that I know for sure, but I have a presumption that he's a kain. So Amrlei, my royus, he says, what happened? So Amrlei, shakar rishim beis I saw him get the first aliyah in a certain shul. And we know that Kehanim get the first aliyah. The Chezka shoot us. The Gemara said, but wait a minute. We also know that not every time does the first person that gets an aliyah is a Kayan. We know that if there's no Kehanim present, they'll give it to someone else. And in the times of the Gemara, even if there were Kehanim present, the Rav of the Shul sometimes would get the first aliyah. So the Gemara says, Bechezka shu Kayan, Bechezka shu Gadol. How do you know that he was a Kayan? Maybe maybe he got the first aliyah, but he's not a Kayan. He was just a Gadol. The answer is, Shakar Acharov Levi. The answer is the second person, the one who got an aliyah after him, was a levi. The halacha is that we will never give a levi second. Meaning, if let's say there's no kain in the shul, and you call up a Yisrael, you're not allowed to call up a levi afterwards, because that makes it seem like he's not a real levi, because he's getting an aliyah after Yisrael. So this person, that he says, I presume, I have a chazaka, I'm testifying about a chazaka, that this guy has a chazaka that he's a kain. Not that I know that he's a kain, but I have a presumption he's a kain. Uh, John. How do I know? Because John was given the first aliyah. The Gemara says, but how do you know? They asked him, how do you know that he's a Kayan? Maybe he was just, maybe there was no Kayan present, or maybe he was a big Rav. The answer is because the second person after John was a Levi. 
They would never call up a Levi unless the first Aliyah was a Kayim. And Ravami elevated him to be a Kayim based on that testimony. So you see that there's a concept of a testimony, not testifying that he's a Kayim, but testifying that he has a Chazaka that he's a Kayim. Another story. There was a person who came in front of Yeshua Levi. I presume that he's a Levi. He was testifying about John that he's a Levi. How do I know? What, how, how do you know? He was given the second Aliyah in Shul. Again, how do you know that he's a Levi? Maybe, maybe the second Aliyah is given to Yisrael. A lot of times in Shul, the second Aliyah is given to Yisrael when there's no when there's no Levi present. The answer is Shakar Lafan of Kayan. The answer is that the first the first Aliyah was given to a Kayan. And they would never give the second Aliyah to a Yisrael. The second Aliyah would either be given to another Kayan or to a Levi. Right? If there's a Levi present, they give it to a Levi. If there's no Levi present, they give it to a, a second Kayan. So the fact that this second Aliyah was given to him and the first Aliyah was a Kayan means that he's a Levi. Because they wouldn't give it to Yisrael, they would have given it to a Kayan. It must be he was a Levi. And that's why he was given it. elevated him to the status of a Levi based on that, I guess, regarding Meiser. Okay. A third instance, a Hudas the Kamadir Rishlokish. There's a person that came in front of Rishlokish. He says, I testify, I presume that this person's a Maros, What happened? Again, it's the same story we had before. He was given the first Aliyah in Shul. So Rishlokish didn't like that because, again, Rishlokish felt that it's possible that. He was given the first aliyah not as a kayan. So I'm going to read Granis. Rishlokish said, "Did you ever see this guy get truma? Meaning, if he got truma, good. If not, I'm not going with aliyahs because maybe they gave it to someone else. Maybe he got the first aliyah, but he wasn't a kayan." I'm going to Revelazar. Revelazar hearing about hearing this. Revelazar said about hearing Rishlokish's questioning. What if, and if they don't give out truma if, in New York, right? We don't give out truma in New York. So what? They can't be a kayan in New York. I mean, all we have when there is no truma is aliyahs. That's all we really have. So the fact that he was given the first aliyah, Rishlokish didn't like that. So Rishlokish says, yeah, but was he given truma? And and, and Revelos didn't like this because Revelos said, and if there is no truma or there's no kayin, what do you have to prove about truma? And let's say he's in a locale where they don't give out truma. Let's say he's in a locale where they don't they don't grow grain. They don't have fruit. I don't know. So what this is, then there's no kuhuna. Uh, Revelos didn't like Rishlokish's question. So the Gemara says, Zimna have Yossi come to Rav one time, Rish Lakish and Rav Loza were sitting in front of Yechanan. A similar case happened in front of Yechanan that a person came and testified about a person that he's a Chazak of a Kayan because he was given the first Aliyah. So Rish Lakish said his Shita, which is Reisi Shechilak Alagar, did you see him get Truma? So I'm like Rav Yechanan. So again, Rav Loza and Rish Lakish were, were, were friends. So when Rish Lakish said, Were you given Truma? Rav didn't like that. Rav said, yeah, and if there's no truma, then what, he can't be a Kayan? So the same story happened, but now Rish Lakish and Rav the friends, are in front of the Rebbe, Rav So Rish Lakish said his shita, which is, was he, did you ever see him receive truma? So Amalei Rav Yochanan, Rav Yochanan said to Rish Lakish, and if there's no truma, there's no Kayan. 
Meaning the same complaint that Rav Lazar had, Rav Yochanan had, which means that Rav Lazar heard it from Rav Yochanan because Rav Yochanan was the Rebbe. So now Hadar Chazil Rav Lazar Bishas, Rishlokish turned and looked at Rav Lazar very upset. Rishlokish was upset at Rav Lazar because he was saying, "You always had a time you disagreed with me, but we were friends. If you would have told me that the disagreement came from Rav Yochanan, I would have retracted my statement." You heard this from Barnachov, you heard this from Rav Yochanan, and you didn't tell me. Then you just made it sound like it was your taina. But now I realize you heard it from Rav Yochanan. Why didn't you tell me? Okay, let's finish up. Rav Rav Chia. Is the Machlik is Rav Rav Chia. Chad Hela Ben Al Piyav Kahuna. One elevated a son to the Kahuna status based on the word of his father. Chad Hela Ach Al Piyav Al so we know the following two stories. One is that a father testified about the son, that he said, this is my son and he's a Kayan. And one Rav accepted that. And another Rav accepted one brother testifying at his about his brother being a Levi. Okay? Now, we don't know who said which. Tastiim de Rebbe Heleben al Pivluk Huna. We, have a, we could prove that Rebbe was the one who accepted the testimony of the father regarding the son to be a Kayan. Meaning, you might think that the father can't testify about the son because he's Pasaledos. You might think that he can't. No, Rebbe accepted even the testimony of a father for the son. If the father says that his son is a Kayan, that's enough that he could eat Shuma. Titania, how do I know this? Because the Brisa says, If someone comes forward and he says, This is my son and he's a Kayan, He's accepted to testify. That testimony is accepted that the son could eat truma. Meaning one witness suffices, and even if it's the father. But it's not enough for lineage, as we saw. For, for Yichos, you need two edus. That's what Rebbe said. So you see, the Rebbe was the one who said that he accepted the father. If you accept the father's testimony regarding eating truma, you should accept it for yichus. Rukhia said, I don't understand. Why are you separating? Meaning, you're accepting the testimony regarding truma, but not for yichus. I don't understand. It's you all or nothing. Either accept it or don't. So Amalei Rebbe responded, The reason why I accept it regarding truma should be yodelachil b'truma. We know the father's a kayan. So the father is serving truma at his house. So he could serve the son truma without asking us. Now that he gets up in court and says that this is my son and he's a kayan, we'll allow it. But, I'm not going to accept the testimony regarding Yichosh, because he has no power regarding Yichos. I mean, regarding truma, where we know that he serves truma in his house, so he could serve his son truma with or without our testimony. Okay, so we'll accept it. But regarding Yichos, he has no power. So you see, though, Tastiyim, but you do see is that Rebbe accepts the testimony of a father regarding the son for Truma. Okay, so we know that there were two things. One was that one Rav accepted, we know that it was Rab, Rebbe and Rav Chia. One Rav accepted the father's testimony for the son for Truma, and one Rav accepted the brother regarding Levia. So we've proven that Rebbe was the one who t- accepted the testimony of a father for the son regarding Truma. And since it was Rebbe who accepted the testimony of a father for the son for Truma, it must be Rav Chia was the one who accepted the brothers for Levia. Now, here we'll end with this. Rav Chia does not agree with Rebbe, as is evidence. He disagrees with Rebbe. He doesn't agree. He doesn't believe the testimony of a father is acceptable for the son. Okay, because he believes that you have to be an aide that's not related. I get it. But he does accept a brother's testimony regarding Levia. Meaning, one brother testified about the brother that the brother's a levy that he accepted. It doesn't make sense. If you're going to accept family members, accept 
both cases. If you're not going to accept family members regarding Truma, why are you accepting regarding Levia? Why is it that Rav does not accept the testimony of a father for this son regarding Truma? Because they're related and they're Pasleidus. So the brother also is, relate, is related, so why is it acceptable? So go to the next page. The answer is Rav refers to a case. Really, Rav never accepts relatives. So why did Rav accept the brother case? Because that case was Mesiyach Lefitume. Mesiyach Lefitume means you're talking, not thinking that you're testifying. You're just schmoozing. And, you know, you go over to someone, you just talk to him, and like in the middle of the conversation, they're playing bass, in the middle of the conversation, oh, here's my brother. And he's a lady, I'm a lady, he's a lady. And not thinking that you're testifying. So because it's a case where it's not thinking that you're testifying, we assume that you're telling the truth. Most people tell the truth. You see, it's one thing to get up in court, maybe people lie. But just schmoozing, not thinking that people are actually listening to what you're saying, more likely that you're telling the truth. So Rebchia doesn't accept testimony, but Messiah Chafituma, he did, he did accept. And the Gemara, I'll get, we'll end with this. Uh, this is an example of Messiah Chafituma. Like there was once a person who was just talking casually and he said the following I remember when I was a kid I was riding on my father's shoulders they took me out of school now this is just to show that he was not a slave because we're going to see that he that he was saying that he had he ate truma as a kid. Now that could be that you're a kain or it could be the slave of a kain. The fact that he was in school means he was not a slave. He says, I remember I was taken out of school. They, they changed my clothing. And I was put in the mikvah to eat truma at night. So that was, that he's testifying basically that he was a kain and he ate truma. Now, he didn't do it in court. He was just schmoozing. Rav Chia Messiah Bar Rav Chia reported the following: My friends would always keep away from me because they knew that I, I, I ate challah, meaning they knew that I was like pure and they didn't want to touch me because they would make me impure. Now that's all testifying. The Hela Rebbe Lakuna Alpiv and Rebbe accepted this testimony. Now this is not acceptable generally because he's testifying about something that took place when he was a child. So why did Rebbe accept it? Because it was Mesich Vitumah, and Mesich Vitumah is more likely that you're telling the truth. I will right, we'll stop here, we'll pick it up tomorrow.